0: To Black Oak Couch Reviews, I'm your host Christina. We are back for another episode of Fargo. This is season one, episode five, "The Six Ungraspables." (laughs) Had to make sure I said that right. Written by Noah Hawley once again, directed by Colin Buxey. Premiered May 13th of 2014, and I gave this one a seven out of ten. It was a one step up from last week's episode, but not by much. I will say at least it feels as if molly is starting to be heard and that's a a lot (laughs) but otherwise i'm not really sure what the whole thing is regarding malvo why he needs to make milo's pay in this particular manner i'm i'm a little lost there noah holly is not the only writer on the next three seasons and I think that that is a good thing because it can help him steer him away from some of these scenes that don't really work for me (laughs) like he's doing too much and he needs another hand in there to say okay this might be too much and that might be a rude statement but that's how I feel in this moment it's consistently it's not bad Please don't take it as it's bad. But it gets bogged down in its own silliness sometimes. And you just have to be someone who enjoys that. Now, I'm someone who does not. So, it could just be a matter of opinion. Other people might really like that. So, I don't want to take away from... I mean, he's a genius uh, storyteller. I see where he's going. It's just not finessed enough for me. To really jump into it as much as i think he wants me to it's kind of like the scene we open with where he goes to a shop and you know it's best offer for some socks that may have female socks in it and the guys at the register are like well what do you want to pay for it which is ridiculous and then he goes oh well two bucks i don't want to take advantage three bucks five bucks and he ends up paying him 55 dollars for those socks and a gun that he had no intention of buying and it's one of those ridiculous scenes where it's like okay this is how lester got a gun it's the same gun used to kill Vern. great but the whole in the situation in which he got the gun was ridiculous and i don't know i i i'm trying to really understand someone like lester but i'm having a harder harder time doing so i mean he just lets everyone walk all over him it's not just his wife even though you know it's been thus far in the show shown to be just her but no he he's very much a guy that doesn't think from himself and is that really other people's fault or is it his own um, this gun was left loaded in the bathroom to kill Malvo when Vern showed up. So Malvo used it to kill Vern. And it shows how the bullet ended up rotting in Lester's hand. Causing a visible infection we see when he's in jail. Because he's totally sweating in the cell next to Numbers and Wrench. And I don't think it's just nervousness. Um, yeah, I mean, was it necessary for this flashback? I don't think so <laughs> uh, it was kind of cool on a visual aspect showing how the the pellets go through him if you don't know how a shotgun works but other than that it was kind of like all right they want to know who him is numbers and wrench and only after a brief torture scene where I don't know who's who, takes off his sock and uses it to squell his screaming, which would not have actually, um, like this was a little bit of hubris too, where, yeah, I could give in to the scene that he would torture him and get a name, Lauren Malvo, and that he's in Duluth, but that the officer wouldn't hear or notice this going on it's too much of the stretch of the imagination like i said last episode it's farcical and if the whole like i'm not really like the the severity of what's happening in the farcical sense is not really meshing for me chief oswald continues to be a joke more concerned about the weather as molly presents new developments in her case linking lester's Cry or hit what happened at his home very definitively to the murder of the guy in the trunk and the guy that murdered him and Oswald actually listens having some dawning revelation holy shit facts don't lie it's not well earned <laughs> and it's kind of like oh oh you're doing your job and you're doing it better than me and he's not upset about it but that he would not have been pursuing this the entire time is still beyond rationale for me Grimley has his daughter look up frank peterson on the internet and they actually do find a photo with lauren as the pastor giving some insight into the kind of people that rep him and we don't know too much about who is sending him to fuck with milos is it just Lauren doing it but I have a feeling because he's called in somewhere that he works for another organization that protects the trucking company no it can't protect oh no numbers and rich protect the trucking company I don't know what's going on with this Milo situation because he stole that money I don't know nothing on Lauren Malvo because it's probably not his real name but he wonders what he was doing on that street on foot And I'm not sure why he wouldn't think to go door to door. This is another thing where I'm like, really? You're just going to stand there where he was standing? You don't see the houses around? Actually, it doesn't even look like there's a lot of houses around. So why wouldn't you start knocking on doors? Instead of standing in the middle of the street trying to get in the head of someone when you could just, I don't know, go out and find facts. Malvo buys a police scanner and has another nonsensical conversation with the guy. Who actually is funny who be selling them shit? Like, you want a pink walkie talkie? You might give it to your girl. You ain't got no friends? Well, that's pretty sad. Maybe you can give it to me and I'll be your friend. Why is he watching wolves in the background? It's just funny, his whole get up. Lauren shows up at Chumps to make a call to Milos, who is ready to pay the blackmail as he thinks he broke his promise. And now his firstborn son could die so he's sending shimiko and dimitri somewhere to be safe lauren locks chump in his own pantry as chump obliviously helps it happen and that's another scene where he's just so caught up in the million dollars that he's not gonna ask why do you need a gun why do you need a pantry with a lock why do you need these screws they're really fucking with me here what's up with the overly friendly neighbors with no windows the man is like oh you got a trouble mind i'm coming over like no how about i mind my own business (laughs) i did like what he said though about the complaints even they are a gift grimly wonders what he should do about malvo as it puts him in danger and once again i'm baffled on why he became an officer in the first place he tells him the neighbor a parable story of a rich man that thinks he can cure people suffering by giving away all of his money then his kidney then himself the doctor had sent him home when he said he wanted to give out all of his organs so he commits suicide to give them away and the whole statement of this is only a fool thinks he can solve the world's problems but grimly says you have to try don't you and this is the conversation that usually inspires people to be cops. <laughs> not after you already got the badge. I did like the story though. Of a man who has everything and wants to solve the world's problems. Instead of maybe just picking a problem to solve. Not just looking in the newspaper and having a knee jerk response. Because you're in a position to do something about it. But he clearly just didn't want to live in a world where there were suffering. But that's the world in which we live. Numbers and Wrench get the police file on Malvo. They get it from a detective. So once again, it seems to be working for someone in which... I think they said it was the Kansas City mob. Milo's goes to get the ransom money driven by Lorne at the supermarket. Dimitri actually using fax has tracked down (laughs) who sold the locusts. It could probably stop him from making a irrational and irrational decision but his father isn't listening because he's hyped up on adderall molly is told that a shotgun pellet was removed from lester's hand linking him to being there when the murder of Vern happened at the hospital but he's sedated due to being septic they or she learns that ida had the baby Molly goes back to the crime scene, but Lester has already removed the murder weapons. Grimly shows up in Milos, and Malvo flashes lights in his face to keep his presence from the man who promptly dismisses him uh, from his services after paying him, especially after that weird story about how the Romans were raised by wolves. And this is another moment where I'm like, okay, Grimly, you got flashed in the face by some lights and you didn't think, hmm, that's suspicious. Maybe I should go follow up that driveway to see where that car went and why they flashed their lights at me like that. Because they all of a sudden didn't have brights on and now they have brights on in my face only to clearly obstruct the view of me. I know people aren't always smart, but they gotta be smarter than me sitting here (laughs) <laughs> watching television molly calls grimly and they both decide to work together and meet tomorrow in duluth to compare notes as lester pulls up to stalk the man or not lester malvo he's using the walkie-talkie to spy on his daughter this whole nefarious side of malvo trying to get revenge because grimly is up uh, is on his trail i would think outsmarting him was enough but he doesn't want him to interfere and I, i'm not sure what to make of this whole daughter thing mavo is spotted by the neighbor that he had milk with who knows he ain't no uh he ain't nothing but trouble and intends to call the cops if he doesn't leave knowing this is a good neighborhood we're a community we look after each other and you're fucking trouble i can see it with your black eyes so mavo threatens him which is stupid because this man gonna know your face And if it matches, say, Frank Peterson, I'm guessing the show is going to dumb down and not go this route. But this was clear. This is clearly, hey, I saw this guy. It matches the sketch of this other guy that I pulled over and all the facts line up. That wasn't Frank Peterson. He's the hitman. And now he's stalking my family. Come on now. He calls him a demon. That's what he said in Jewish or is it Hebrew? before yeah jewish is not a language my bad hebrew before Mavo drives away and he beelines for Grimleys to tell him all about it molly has to remind bill that ida just had a baby and doesn't need rowdy people around her even in the hallway so he dismisses all the guys she speaks with ida who wants the people or the man brought to justice for robbing Vern of this moment of being able to witness the birth of his child so we end the episode with her looking very intently into lester's hospital room who's pretending like he's asleep i'm watching you motherfucker and that concludes our episode i am curious to see what happens next but it certainly needs some work with the characterizations they're a little all too quirky with the exception of molly that it doesn't like you need to balance it out a lot better I don't even like grimly i don't care about his daughter i don't care about anyone really other than molly and that's because she's shown to be the only person with competency in this entire two police forces and i don't care once again how far in the back country that you are maybe there's more room for corruption but as far as i know how to do my job and one of our police chiefs was murdered That really is still still a huge negative against the show. So if you want to send feedback or have a different opinion, (laughs) you can send that to BlackerCouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.